once again, I want to thank you for joining us, and I want to thank you for being faithful to join us the past several weeks. And man, what a great team we have here. This crew has worked so hard. Uh, they have learned on the fly. A lot of Googling been going on, trying to figure out how, how, to, how to do things. Uh, but I'm so thankful for them. And uh, I want you to also know that we're praying for all of you, all of you, you parents, that schools are going to be closed now. And though you're suddenly a homeschool teacher, uh, for you teachers as well, uh, for the kids that won't be able to you know, say goodbye to their friends from this year, and to all the seniors, uh, we have two in our home, and uh, it's just a weird thing. You know, you live your life, you live all your school life to get that, that diploma and cap and gown and celebrate, and, and so we're, we're praying for you. Uh, speaking of school, we're beginning a brand new series today called The Test, The Test. What do you feel? When I say the word test, I did, I did a survey this week and uh, I asked uh, a whole bunch of people to tell me when I say to you these words, it's time to take the test. What does that do for you? The majority of people sent back things like this. Instant anxiety. <laughs> oh no. Uh, am I ready? I am not ready. Uh, someone said they instantly hear warning sirens going off. My heart rate picks up. I want to throw up. Please let this be quick. I've already failed. And I got to be honest, there were a few just one word curse words that came back to me in a text. So we won't, we won't read those off. You know, I've been out of school for three decades and that word test still gives me the sweats. When I just hear that word, I just get break out into an instant oily sweat. I just can't even, I don't even know what to do. Well, doesn't it feel like that we're in a test right now? It just feels like we're in this thing. And so I want to talk about it. Kathy Hayes, a dear friend of our church, uh, her and Pastor Mike are some of our overseers. And Kathy Hayes said to Kristen and I that it feels like God has sent us all to our rooms. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about this, this week when my mom and dad would, you know, I was a perfect kid. I didn't get in any trouble at all. But, but when I did... I remember my dad would send me to my room, and as he closed the door, he would leave with this one thing, and don't come out until you've learned your lesson. How many of you just raise your hand if you ever heard those words? Well, you know, that God does the same thing. Look at what the scripture says in Judges 2 and 22. God says, I did this to test Israel to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord. Let me share with you some lessons about the test. Number one, the test is to see if you know his ways. God tested Israel to see if they knew his ways. That's what the test was all about. Notice it doesn't say God tested them to see if they knew his will. We get really caught up on, I want to know the will of God. I, oh God, what is your will? Look, the will of God, the, his will is his job, okay? He's going to take care of that. Our job is to submit to his will. And what I find is when God wants to know if we know his ways, it's not about the what, it's about the how and the why. It's not what is God doing, but why is God doing it and how does God do it? You know, if you've been around here for very long, you've, you've heard me tell some stories about Evan. And I asked Evan's permission if I could tell this story. Uh, I think that's the right thing to do. Plus, we have a deal that when I tell a story about the boys without letting them know in advance, I have to pay them $20. And so I've already got a backlog of things I need to pay them for. So this story about evidence is he and I, uh, you know, we, 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 when he was younger, we really 
we butt heads. Yeah, we were. He was a strong-willed child, still is a strong-willed child, and, and we, just, we just did. And i got to be honest, when they were younger, I wasn't the best father. Uh, I'm the greatest father you'll ever find now. But I just tried, you know, I, just, I just didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't. Um, but I remember one day we were, I was working, and back in those days in, in ministry, we would work 70 hours a week. And I remember coming home one day, and I was tired, and I got a, another call and someone needed some help, and I was talking to him on the phone, and Evan came walking up to me, and he was probably four or five, and he started pulling on my, on my, my pants, and I, so I said, Kristen, take care of him. I, gotta walk, I walk outside. He hadn't seen me all day, and so I'm on the phone, and he comes walking up, and, Daddy, 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 Evan, stop, and then finally came up, pulling really hard, and I put the phone on mute. I said, Evan, stop it. Get back inside. Well, just instant tears. He's sobbing, goes back inside, and I unmute the phone. Yes, where were we? He went right back into the, the whole thing. Finally, when I hang up the phone, the Holy Spirit said to me, how dare you speak to him that way? And I said, what are you talking about? I was on the phone. Like, I love when me and God argue a little bit. Like, like I was on the phone, and, you know, I'm doing ministry. And I remember, I said, I'm doing your will, and very Clearly, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, but you're not doing it my way. And that was a life-changing moment for me. And I realized that many times I was trying to do the will of God, but I wasn't doing it the way of God. And so the test is this. Do you know His ways, and are you willing to obey His ways? The second test is this. The second lesson of the test is this. You ready? You must pass the test to go to the next level. It's just simple. It's funny to me. We know this about school, right? I mean, if you don't pass the test you don't, and you fail enough tests, you do not go to the next level. You know this in your careers. If you don't pass the test, you, do not, you can't be a realtor. You can't be a doctor. You can't be a lawyer. You have to pass the test. But for some reason, we don't consider this in our walk with God. We just think everything. No, there are tests that are put in our life and they're there to see if we're ready for the next level. There's many times in the scripture that God would say, I'm not going to give them all of the land because they can't handle it yet. You know, the scripture tells us that, that a, a son that is immature is no different than a slave. God's not going to hand you everything he has for you if you haven't passed the test of the level you're in. Why did David become a king whose throne would never end? He kept passing tests. He's a shepherd. He passed the test. He has to kill a lion, a bear. He passed the test. He's a warrior. He passed the test. He's a king. He passed the test. You know, we tell people all the time at the hills, be a good steward of your time, your treasure, and your talent. But I feel the Holy Spirit telling me to tell you today, be a good steward of your test. Don't waste this time. Don't get to the end of this time and, and realize that you have, you have failed a test. Pay attention. Number three, you ready for this one? How many are ready for this one? Y'all ready? Come on, nudge your neighbor, your dog, your cat, your small hog that you keep in the house. Come on, nudge them and just say, are you ready for number three? All right, number three, the teacher never talks during the test. He just doesn't. I used to preach a message entitled, When God Plays Hard to Get. And I talked about Job. And doesn't it feel that way right now? That we're kind of asking this question, when will this be over? 
Is it going to be over? <laughs> what will this look like when it is? What do we do right now? I know sometimes when I've been in my test, I didn't realize it was a test. I just thought God had forsaken me. And I, I, I would scream at the sky, where are you? Any of you ever done that? Have you done that lately? Where are you? Why aren't you talking? Well, I can tell you what the teacher's doing. The teacher's got his feet propped up on the desk eating an apple. Because the teacher does not talk during the test. Let me tell you when the teacher talks. The teacher talks before the test. And if you pay attention, great. If not, too bad. If you find yourself in a place of silence, let me help some of you right now. If you find your place in a self of silence and God's not speaking, you can't get any, any uh, inspiration or, or information, let me encourage you to go back a few weeks or a few months before the silence started and look at your notes. Look at your journal. Look at your diary. What was God speaking to you then? Because the only reason the teacher talks is to get you ready for the next test. And so when he's talking, write it down journal it, record it, everything. And then when he's quiet, go back and read those notes again. And I promise you, you're going to find yourself in the middle of a test. But let me just say something that some of you need to hear. Just because God is silent does not mean God is still. I have found that God does his best work in the quiet. We like the noise, but God can work just as good in the quiet. Number four. The fourth lesson today that I want to share with you is if he gives you a test, he knows you can pass it. That, that, ought, to, that ought to be, or that, some of you should be rejoicing right now over that word. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. I love how the message says it. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. In other words, the writer is saying, you're not the only one that's had to face this. Somebody else has gone through this or someone else is going through this. You know, we can become that loner every once in a while. You know, kind of like the prophet said, I'm the only one. And God's like, no, you're not. There's 7,000 others. Be quiet. And so some of you need to know that you're not the only one walking through what you're walking through. But then he goes on. Watch this. All you, all you need to remember. All you need to remember. You're in a test. What do I do? All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Listen to me. You can handle it. And not only can you handle it, but if it ever gets to a place that you can't, His Scripture says He will be there to help you when you can't. Let me say one more thing to you. If the weight seems heavy, just know that God sees you as that strong. Come on, give me a good virtual amen right now. That's a good word. Number five and the final lesson I want to share with you today is the test is all about trust. We will talk more about this in this series over the next several weeks. But I have found that the true test is always about how I react to the situation I'm facing. Do I respond out of fear or do I respond out of faith? Fear always comes from unbelief. Hear me. Fear is always rooted in unbelief. If you are fearful, what you're saying is, I don't believe that God cares for me, and I don't believe that God will take care of me. And you know, the scripture tells us that if you're operating out of that unbelief, that's a sin. The Bible tells us in Romans 14, 23, that everything that does not come from faith 
is sin. So if from your unbelief, fear rises and you're saying, I'm not going to get through this. I'm never going to make it. I can't teach these kids at home. I, I can't stay quarantined in this house. I'm never, what am I going to do about a job? What am I going to do about money? As soon as those words, you start getting that mindset and then you start speaking those words and then it becomes a heart condition. And that's when things become sinful. Come on, stay, stay, keep your faith up today. And I'm going to tell you the greatest way to keep your faith up Keep trusting in God. And that's the real question here. The question is, do you trust God? Do you trust Him? Because that's what the test is. The test is all about what do we put our trust in? Am I leaning on my own understanding? Or am I trusting in God? Look at what happened to Israel. Israel's been brought out of Egypt. They come out strong. God performs miracles and signs and wonders and it's incredible everything that's going on. But then they get to the, 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 the shore of the, Jordan, the banks of the Jordan River and suddenly unbelief comes in. Fear comes in. Uh, we can't do it. Two spies come back and say, we can do it. Ten spies come back and they said, we can't do it. And so because of their unbelief, God commanded they would wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And look at what Hebrews says. So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter His rest. Look at me. They could not receive all that God had for them because of their lack of trust in Him. During this dark waiting time, we all look for the light at the end of the tunnel, don't we? But I heard someone say the other day, even when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're still in the tunnel. But it gives you some trust. It gives you some hope. I found this. God does His best work in the dark. He does His best work in the quiet. He does His best work in the dark. The other day during our young adult Hills group, our Zoom meeting, one of my favorite young adults in the world is McNeil Stout. And we were talking about this situation. And McNeil's made the most profound statement. And I know McNeil takes notes when I preach, but I took notes that night. He said this. It's not about just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's about knowing what that light is. Or knowing who that light is. And I'm going to tell you, even if you're so far in the tunnel that you can't even see the light, I want you to trust that He's there. Place your trust in Him. Believe in Him. Or maybe believe in Him again. Run to Him. Or maybe some of you need to run back to Him today. This is a test. And we're going to get through it. And I want to encourage us as a church, let's come out of this thing roaring. Let's come out of this thing strong. Let's be more powerful coming out than we were when we went in it. That is what the test is all about. Let me pray for you today. Lord, I thank you so much for this message that you've given that first of all, I needed to hear. Thank you for speaking it to me and thank you for releasing it, me to share it with our, with our body today. I pray that it would resonate. I pray, God, that something that's been said, along with the power of your Holy Spirit, there would be a chain reaction. There would be an occurrence that would take. Something would be activated. And God, those today that have, have been battling with unbelief and with fear, that they would place their trust in you again. I speak against every, every attitude of doubt and unbelief and terror. In Jesus' name, 
against bitterness and anger. Help us, Lord, to come out of this better and not bitter. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray for every marriage. I pray for every parent, every child. I thank you, God, for your protection. And we do place our trust in you. How about those of you today that need to run to him? Those of you today that need to run back to him. I want to I want to pray a prayer and I want you to pray that prayer with me today. Aren't you thankful that he's a God that even if we run away from him, he doesn't put his arm out. But the scripture says when the prodigal came back home that the father ran off the porch to meet him. Maybe in your tunnel, if you just start running toward him, you'll see that light at the end of the tunnel start running toward you. Let me pray for you, all right? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with me. How about that? Pray with me today. Just repeat after me. If you want to give your heart to Jesus today, or you want to give your heart to him, recommit your heart to him today, just pray with me. Come on, everybody at home, just join me, those in the studio. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. God, today, I run to you. I fall at your feet. I ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me of my foolishness and my pride. Today I am yours. My life is not my own. I give everything I have to you. I pray that you would cover me with your grace. Fill me with your spirit. And let me live for your glory. Beginning right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Come on, I want you to celebrate the people that just prayed that prayer. Come on, everybody, celebrate that. Amen.